Hi, and welcome to StoryNub. Listen to short stories and explore the science and philosophy behind them in their nubs. I'm Sven, and today's story is called To a Beetle. Great to have you here today. Levy's hand froze mid-air when he spotted the shiny carapace of a black beetle in the middle of the garlic-drenched red cabbage that had fallen out of the back end of his falafel. It was not fear or disgust that stayed Levy's hand. What kept him from brushing the cabbage off the bark bench, beetle and all, was a sudden sense of curiosity. He watched the small insect clamber slowly and, somewhat clumsily, up the splatter of sauce and salad. Pointed spikes arched away from its small, flat head, and the hint of a rainbow shimmered along its dark body. Not a drop of garlic sauce tainted the deep black of its back. Levy frowned. If the beetle had not been hit by the innards of his wrap suddenly raining from the skies, what was it doing on that mountain of cabbage? Why was it not just walking around the mess he had made? Levy absently put down his falafel and leaned down to get a better look. Maybe it eats falafel too, Levy thought. Or possibly that red falafel cabbage? Contrary to his new theory, the beetle exited the puddle of sauce on the other side and continued on its way, undeterred. Its hindmost right leg left tiny little pinkish footprints on the flaking paint behind it. Levy stood up hastily to give the beetle more space. Instead of acknowledging Levy's politeness, the beetle froze as if it had been turned off wirelessly. No, no, Levy whispered. I'm sorry, don't be scared. I thought I was in your way. The black little beetle ignored his excuses and remained dead still. A breeze ruffled the edges of the aluminum foil in which Levy's wrap slowly turned from lukewarm to cold. Then, like a royal guard given the order to move after an entire day of standing, the beetle took a couple more waddling steps. Levy put his hand flat on the bench, palm up, and right in the beetle's way so it would climb onto it. Without any particular interest or disinterest, the bark detoured around Levy's greasy fingers and then turned to walk back the way it came. Without warning, a sudden strive gripped the little animal. It sped along the thick wooden planks of the bench as if happiness itself was waiting for it on the other end. Levy followed it slowly, amazed by the sudden ferocity in its six-legged stride. Then it fell. For reasons only it would ever understand, the beetle had tried to jump from one plank to the next in its haste and had simply vanished in the gap. Levy dropped to his knees on the dusty gravel path and stuck his head under the bench. The ground smelled vaguely of stale beer, and sharp pebbles bored through his good linen trousers into his knees. But Levy forced himself to remain still and watch out for movement. 
Soon enough, he spotted the beetle again, clambering over old gum wrap and burned cigarette butts. You are right there? A hoarse, slightly offended voice asked from behind Levy. Levy hit his head on the bench, cursed, and wriggled back out from under the bench. Rubbing the coarse black curls on the back of his head, Levy answered, Yeah, man, no, no worries. I, like, I, I dropped something, or something. The elderly gentleman looked less than convinced, but turned back to steering his grey walker towards the edge of the park. All right, then, I'll leave you to it, he muttered, and Levy turned quickly back to the beetle before it had another chance to escape. The bug had obviously had enough of cigarette butts. It was heading right towards the white gravel path next to the bench. Levy scrambled to his feet, dusted off his knees, and followed it. They walked side by side towards the lawn on the other side of the path, Levy barely moving his feet and the beetle at breakneck speed. The loud crunch of gravel made Levy spin and tear his gaze away from his little lunchtime companion. No! shouted Levy as a girl on a rickety bike sped around the bushy corner and straight towards him. Small stones flew towards Levy as she braked and frantically tried to keep her balance by bracing one of her sturdy boots in the gravel. Her front wheel slipped just before she would have hit Levy and skidded right over the bug. Levy stood in frozen shock. The little thing had seemed so sturdy, so sure in its way. Such a pure affirmation of the sunny day, the heavy scent of cherry blossoms that hung in the air, and of life. And now it had passed. Without rhyme or reason, the little thing had been snuffed out, crushed under the chaotic rubber wheels of life. Hey! the girl shouted, her brown mane flying wildly around her pale face. What was that all about? Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Levy replied, and then stopped. There it walked, right next to the girl's front wheel, as if nothing had happened, as if no life-ending, uncontrollable force had just almost slammed right into it. The beetle did not even seem particularly hurried anymore. Whatever, replied the girl and paddled off. Levy looked out carefully for his little carapaced friend for the rest of the way. Safely across the path, the beetle circled a plastic kombucha bottle, investigated a handful of small white blossoms, and stopped in the shadow of a scrawny, yellowed bush. It seemed to take respite in the relative cool out of the glaring sun for a handful of moments. Then it turned around and headed off in a completely different direction. How does it do that? Levy asked himself. How does it decide where to go? What about the other bikes and boots that might squish it at any time? There's no way it can see further than a couple of centimeters. How in the world does it decide which way to turn? Levy followed the black beetle for some more steps on its tireless journey. It stopped often, but it never seemed indecisive. It rested, 
tasted, circled around, and moved on. On and on, through a maze of things, half of which it had probably never seen before, and half of which it would never find again. Still, it left all the places it discovered after a while and moved on to new things. Levy shook his head in amazement, stood up, and left the beetle to its own business. How his tiny friend chose its way through its tiny life, he would never understand. It knew so little of the chaos around it, all the potential dangers and the joys it might miss by a centimetre along the way. Levy was sure he would be paralysed if he stood in its six arthropod legs, unable to choose a direction for a single step. The telltale sigh of a bus opening its doors brought Levy out of his reverie. He looked back at his half-eaten falafel as if waking from a dream. The number 45 bus had stopped not five metres from the bench. Levy stretched his aching back and decided that it was probably time for him to get back to work. There were still 32 more potential clients he had to contact that day. On a whim, he chose to take the bus back to the office instead of walking like he usually did. He snatched the dripping falafel wrap from the bench and jogged over to the bus. With his free hand, he helped a young woman with intelligent brown eyes and smooth caramel-coloured skin to lift two gargantuan bags of groceries up onto the back seat. She gently put her hand on his to thank him as the doors hissed shut and the bus merged back into traffic with a moan and a squeak. They kissed for the first time two weeks later at a pizza place she had taken him to. Six months later, they moved in together. Twenty-three months after that, they named their first daughter. This was To a Beetle. If you're interested in the background of this story, you can listen to its knob called Choice. There we explore the chaos of being and how to face the maze of choices you need to make every day without knowing a thing about the future. Thank you for listening to this story and see you next time on StoryNob.